Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. And welcome to another episode of The Bull and the Bear. I am uh, Matt Clark. Uh, by the way, just before we get to jumping into it, we are on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, rather, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, make sure you uh, hop on those platforms, listen, give us a review, give us, uh, give us some comments, concerns, anything like that. By all means, do so. We take that, uh, we take that stuff very seriously. But uh, today, a bit of a treat for you. If, you. if you have not read what's called Great Stuff that's done by Banyan Hill Publishing, I highly encourage that you do. And, and the reason why is, is a couple reasons. One, um, it's put together by a very good friend of mine who I first worked with when I started with the company. Uh, but second, and probably most importantly, it, it provides a, a very solid take on, on market conditions, on current market conditions, current, uh, current trending uh, stories, uh, current trending companies. But it does so in, in, a, in, a, in a very, I don't want to say humorous way, but it does so in a, in a way that makes it very relatable to, to, to the everyday person. And, and, and I think that it's great. I, I read it every day, and, and, and his, his meme game is strong. Uh, I will uh, bring him in now. He's Banyan Hill Publishing's uh, Joe Hargett. Uh, he is the editor of Great Stuff. He is the mastermind behind what you read on a daily basis. If you have not checked it out, banyanhill.com slash great stuff is where you can find it. We'll talk about that uh, more uh, later. But Joe, welcome. Thanks for coming on the Bull and the Bear today. Hey, Matt, how's it going? I, I rather like the uh, mastermind title there. <laughs> well, you know, it's the best I could do, and I think it's fairly accurate because, I mean, you you really, not, not to get too deep into the weeds with great stuff, but you built that up from, from nothing. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was an idea, uh, and, and, you know, the, 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 the brain trust at Banyan Hill decided to just let you run with it and do what you want with it, and now uh, I, I don't know exactly what your subscriber count is, but I've got to imagine it's probably six figures, if, if not getting very close to that, because it's just it has a massive audience that continues to build. And, and, uh, and it's all because of, of, of the solid work that you're putting into that. We, we have about we have about half a million, I think, not to brag, but uh, <laughs> if you read greed stuff, you, you know, I brag anyway. That's kind of our thing, our stick humor and uh, taking the high level uh, market ideas and distilling them down so they're easily digestible. Nobody understands a financial report when they read it. So it's my job to explain it to you. Well, that sounds condescending. My job is to relate it to you so that, you know, you know what to do when you see the stock go up. Hey, it went up. Hey, it went down. No, but I think, I, I think it's fairly accurate that, that you do make it understandable for, for everyday, everyday people, whether you're a, a new investor, a kind of an intermediate investor, hobbyist, or maybe you do it on, on a more regular basis. I mean, to take the concepts that you see um, reported on by news, by, by companies, things like that, and to see those boiled down into just the bare essentials of what you need to know as an investor. Great stuff does a very good job of that. And, and, and I think you'd be, you, you're to be commended for that. So, um, but yeah, I, I encourage, I encourage anyone to, to check it out. Banyanhill.com slash great stuff. Uh, if you go to the Banyanhill.com, the homepage there, you can scroll down a little bit and you can see great stuff there. Uh, encourage you to read it, check it out. It comes in every day, every afternoon after the market close. Um, and uh, it's it's solid reading. But aside from that, the reason why I brought Joe on is I want to pick his brain a little bit. Now, I've read great stuff for some time, and if there's anyone out there, if others out there have read, you know that 
Joe can be bullish and bearish on on different things. And one of the things that that he has been very bullish on of late um, is is a is a company that. Uh, kind of goes toe-to-toe with some of the big dogs in terms of e-commerce, and that is Shopify. Now, Shopify, for those of you who don't know, is basically is just that. It's an e-commerce platform. Um, it's cloud-based, um, and it gives a merchants the ability to design and set up and manage their own stores through um, websites, social media, mobile, brick-and-mortar locations, pop-up shops. It's, uh, it it, it kind of provides that uh, very mom-and-pop feel. It's a company that's based out of, uh, I believe, Ottawa, Canada, Ottawa, I think is where it's uh, based, where it's based out of if memory serves. Um, and, and he's, and, 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 and he's been very, very bullish on this. And what I want to do is I want to pick his brain because obviously the big dog when it comes to e-commerce, um, is Amazon. So what I want to do is I want to talk about comparing both Amazon and Shopify and, and I have my takes and I want, I want Joe to t- talk about where, where his thoughts are in terms of, of, of which would be a better investment for, uh, someone who's looking to buy to get into. So first, I'll, I'll let you make your case. I'll, I'll, I'll go through a little bit of the data first. Right now, Shopify mm-hmm. is trading at about seven sixty-two a share. It is about two hundred dollars up from its fifty-day moving average. It's about three hundred dollars up from its moving uh, from its two hundred-day moving average. And since the drop in February, it has gained about one hundred and thirty-six percent in share price. Uh, over that time. So I'll turn the floor over to you, Joe. Tell why, if I'm an investor, why would I buy Shopify? Okay. So one thing you need to know about Shopify is that, like you said, it allows smaller businesses, not your big fortune 500s, though they do have some rather larger accounts uh, to set up online shop. Now it's not in everybody's best interest to bring that all in house. So Shopify, like the move to the cloud trend has been, is providing that retail location for your local businesses, your smaller businesses. In fact, I believe the uh, brewery down the street from my house has a Shopify account because I can now order from them during this <laughs> pandemic and <laughs> That's they, handy. Uh, stay up to date on their latest brews, which has been beneficial. But The thing about Shopify is that it has this middle class, smaller market in the United States, and it's branching out internationally. And when the pandemic hit, one of the first things Amazon did, since we're comparing and contrasting here, is scale back on its third party sales. It prioritized, and rightly so, it prioritized essential goods and stockpiled those Whereas your mom and pop stores, your smaller stores got marginalized to a three week to month, several month delay in their shipping. Shopify moved in as the solution to that problem. Now they still have to deal with similar logistics and and, uh, shipping constraints with the uh, postal system, UPS, FedEx. But overall, they aren't competing with Amazon anymore on product placement on Amazon searches. They set up their own web pages. You go direct to your retailer, you buy what you want, you have it shipped to you. And Shopify has opened that up massively and it's been a major boon for the small business in the United States and for naturally Shopify's pocketbook. And its growth rate throughout all of this has been phenomenal. It's in a time when there's been uncertainty for all number of retailers. I mean, if you saw Target's recent report their online sales went up, their in-store sales went through the floor. So online was the only thing they had that really made this quarter. Shopify is all online for all those smaller stores. And it's just, it's working really well for them. 
So is this, you know, because we're obviously trying to get the economy open back up again, states are starting to reopen, whether it be on a, on a rapid pace or on a, very, a much slower scale, um, depending on whether you're California or Florida or New York. Um, is this, if I'm an investor, is Shopify a short-term play for me, or is this something that has some long-term potential? It has long-term potential, but right at the moment, while we're waiting to see how things shake out with the pandemic situation, it is more of a short-term play because the stock itself is reacting to the gains the company is making during this, much like Zoom is reacting to its massive influx. Uh, The difference there being is that most of Zoom's customers are all free and non-paid, whereas Pretty much all of Shopify's customers are paying customers. So it's seeing a nice sizable boom. So over the short term, if you're looking for gains, you're going to get a lot more return out of a stock like Shopify as opposed to Amazon over the short term. Um, Yeah. There well, was another thought there, but it evaporated. Well, no, you mentioned that, and and right now it's five year revenue growth is uh, for Shopify is about fourteen hundred percent. Its five year return is about twenty six hundred percent. However, I do have some concerns here, and 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 I want you to try to address these as best you can. I know you don't you don't you're not you're not looking at the charts that that, that I'm looking at here, but uh, its annual net sales were down uh, one hundred and twenty four million dollars. Uh, although its last quarter sales were up four hundred and seventy million dollars, um, mm-hmm. its its last quarter net income was was uh, was minus thirty one million dollars. Uh, it's got a sixty month beta of one point five, which makes it to me relatively volatile in the retail space. The other concern that I have is I look at the other metrics like price to sales and price to book. Right now, Shopify's price to sales is 52.7. Its price to book is 29.4. To me, that tells me that if you are looking at overvalue, um, that, that that that's that's about as clear a picture as you can as you can as you can make. And, and especially if you compare that mm-hmm. to where it is within its 200-day moving average at, at about $340 per share over that average. So I guess tell me. If I'm looking at those numbers and, and I've looked at how you've explained it to me, why is Shopify still a buy for me? Well, let, let's be honest. Most stocks out there right now need a rather serious haircut, but we're not getting that because we're getting pumped up, unlimited bed stimulus. We're getting other kind of over exuberance. It's out there. But all things considered right now, if you take the entire picture in there, Shopify is not too overvalued considered considering where the stock has to grow. It has a market it has yet to tap into. And your your previous couple of quarters, people or investors would get excited over minor growth. Hey, they posted a less or lower loss than expected. Now they're turning a profit. Now they're seeing um, the community, the smaller businesses turn to them. They've, they've been burned by Amazon. They know that they can't rely on Amazon anymore. So your big play out of this, if you're looking long-term, if you're looking to hold more than just the short, short-term gains coming out of the coronavirus situation is how many of these companies are going to stick around. And I think that they are going to get more than a few stick around considering that they all know they've got to diversify beyond relying on Amazon solely as their online shopping experience. So the more that they get and the more this momentum builds, Shopify is going to build a stable of solid customers who will continue to grow their revenue. So yeah, like most startups, like most tech companies, because let's be honest, Shopify isn't really a retail company. It provides 
the retail opportunity to another customer. And that that's its real growth. So you're going to see that bit of overinflated value there. You're going to see a bit of, of froth in the shares and in the price. But that's everywhere in the market right now. And the stock is going to continue higher because of that. We're going to see another report another quarter where Shopify will blow out earnings expectations again. You'll see another gain. When this whole thing finally blows over, you'll probably see a bit of a retreat in the share price. So if you're nervous or long term, then and you want to hunt for a better price on the stock, go for it. But I, I don't think you're going to see that for months. Yeah. So if, if you're looking at, at, at for a short term play to get into Shopify, you, you know, buy now and you're probably looking at uh, June, maybe July uh, for, you know, after that next quarterly report for the shot for the mm -hmm. stock to shoot up probably once again. And then you're going to start seeing some 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 pullback on there probably around the late July into August. So probably um, around there. So that, that I think if you're looking short term, that's probably a smart idea. I'm, I'm hearing rumors that we could see another lockdown in August and September. Let's hope to whoever that that doesn't happen. Right. That would be another feather in Shopify's cap should something like that turn around. The thing is, we the the volatility that's being priced in right at the moment is somewhat valid. And you're going to see that roll through the next several months when that volatility starts to disappear. If you're holding Shopify, that's when you should start to look to take profits. Right. Now, conversely, there's Amazon. And I'll go through Amazon quickly because I, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that I'm bullish on Amazon, um, but I look at, you know, technically and, and over and as an investment prospect, I, I, I would personally view Amazon as a bit better. Um, only, uh, you know, certainly not because of the price. Um, because right now Amazon is uh, is pushing 2,500 and is likely to go even higher than that as time goes on. So it is not a very cheap stock to get into. In fact, it is it is very difficult um, to to think of that in terms of risk to say, okay, I'm going to throw down $10,000 for four shares of Amazon and and, and hope for the best. Um, however, uh, you know since since the February March drop off, Amazon has has jumped 45 percent. Um, it's, uh, price to sales is about 4.2. It's price to book is about 18.9. So leaving it as a much better in terms of value, in my opinion, is a much better value for an investor than, than Shopify. And of course we all know the track record of Amazon and, and if you're looking at Amazon as a whole, then you have to look beyond the fact of it, that it's just e-commerce. It started off as a bookseller. I mean, that, that's where this whole thing, that's where Amazon started off, you know, that Jeff Bezos started off as just reselling and selling books. Now it has grown to diversify itself into cloud, um, into uh, grocery, into various other e-commerce sectors. And, and, and so that diversification to me in and of itself makes it a bit more attractive in terms of a long-term play. Now, Amazon for the short term, you know, if you're looking to buy and get out in, in a period of a quarter, probably not. Amazon is a buy and hold stock to me. It's a, it's a stock that you get into and you plan on holding for a year at least, if not longer, because it, yep. it, its growth is, it, it, you know, in order for you to see significant gains on your investment, you're going to have to hold it over a period of time. Shopify, on the other hand, is one of those where it's kind of a, you know, as Joe said, it's, it's more of a quarterly type thing. You look at it now, uh, buy it now at 700 and at, at 762. And by July, into July, you're probably looking at maybe pushing the $800 thre threshold. And then you might want to start looking at taking profits, taking that $40 per share profit and, and, and scooting somewhere else. So I think we've got two completely different, you know, in terms of comparing the two, 
it depends on your situation. It depends on where you're at. Are you looking for a short-term play? Or are you looking for a long-term play? Are you looking for something that is strictly e-commerce? Or are you looking for something that's a little more diversified? Plus, are you willing to spend $2,500 a share as opposed to $762 a share? Uh, so you've got you there. There's some compare and contrast to make here. I, I think the case for Shopify as a short-term play is a good one. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of comes down to you know sector rotation and timing. Well, you know when does when is the good time for it to 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 sell? Uh, now is probably a good time to buy. In fact, I think it's got very high high buy recommendations across the board, not just from from Joe. Um, but the the key here as an investor is knowing when to get out because I don't see it holding at eight hundred dollars. I don't I don't even see it holding at seven sixty two. I see it falling below that as the year goes on to me. Well, to to the, the thing about Amazon is you're right on diversification. But one thing that Amazon Amazon investors have not seen in almost a year is the company miss uh, earnings expectations and actually not turn a profit for the quarter. And I think Amazon is about to see that. Uh, We talk about its diversification and it's into everything. It's into online streaming, it's into web, it's into cloud services. They're thinking about buying JCPenney. There were rumors it was going to buy AMC Entertainment, not that the Justice Department would have allowed that to go through. Probably not. An interesting idea though. Amazon, it's a brilliant idea. And, and it would be the one thing that they need. I would see them doing it just to snub their fa- face at uh, the Oscars for not wanting them to award. And you want our th- movies in theaters? We'll buy our own theaters. <laughs> but the thing is, is that Amazon still has to spend. At its core, it's still a retailer. Sure. And retail margins do not do that well. Its best performing unit is Amazon Web Services. Yeah, it's cloud. But that's sure. coming under pressure from Microsoft's Azure. Um, it's online video streaming has always been second best to people like Netflix and both Netflix and Amazon TV are going to be playing second fiddle to Disney plus once that gets the ball really rolling. Sure. So with Amazon, you have a conglomeration of mostly second place, third place, lower tier uh, units outside of the core retail. Retail is what Amazon does best. And retail margins do not put up the kind of numbers and growth that Amazon wants. Long term, yes, Amazon looks good. But once investors see how much this company is going to have to spend to make some of its dreams happen, it's it's going to be a culture shock to them because they haven't seen it. I remember when Amazon, when the question was when Amazon will turn a profit. Sure, revenue is great, but they constantly missed on profits. Sure. And it's only been the past couple of years where they've turned in consecutive quarters that were profitable. And I think invest investors are going to see a bit of a culture shock when that comes back around as they leverage to grow more. Now, long-term, yeah, that's good for Amazon. Short-term, 2500 for a share of Amazon right now, you're going to see lower prices and you'll get better returns if you hold off for a bit. Yeah. I think, so, you know, I think Amazon's a retirement stock. I think that's what you buy when you're, yeah. when you're, when you're saving for retirement, not necessarily when you're trying to day trade or, 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 or make a quick buck or, or, or make a, or turn a quick, uh, turn a quick gain. I will say this just as a point of reference back. I don't even remember what it was, but I, we, I did a piece on cloud stocks to buy and, and I had three recommendations and, and uh, they were Microsoft, Amazon, and Oracle. And right now, that entire portfolio, even with dividends for a total adjusted return on that portfolio, is fifteen percent on the average. For Amazon, with no dividend, and it's one. Of the, it's the only one of the three that has no dividend. 
it's a total adjusted return is the highest at 23.8% over that period of time. And I think we're talking about two or three months, I think at this point. So, um, you know, there, there, there are gains to be had. And I think both there's a case to be made for both Shopify and for Amazon. Uh, I think it just depends on your situation and what kind of profit you're looking for. Exactly. Both these companies um, have shown a lot of promise during the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Um, I, I think, you know, Amazon will hold past the pandemic. I think Shopify will start to taper off a little bit after the pandemic is has, is quelled at whatever point that happens to be, whether it's June, August, September, or 2021. Uh, who, who knows? Um, but, but uh, you know, I still, I, I do agree that for a short-term play, Shopify is definitely worth a look if you're, if you're, if you're willing to spend the two, 760, uh, 760 a share then I think it's, it's certainly worth looking at. So, and, and Amazon is, is, is your long-term play along with your other fang stocks, Apple, Facebook, you know, th- those types, uh, Netflix, Google, what have you. But again, they're expensive. And ne- neither, one of these, neither one of these stocks are cheap by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. I mean, we're they're, not talking, we're not, accessible. we're not talking cannabis stocks that are, that are trading <laughs> at five bucks a share. This is, this is big time money that, that investors need to understand where it's going. That's why when you're looking to invest in something like this and you're looking at this either or, type scenario, you have to really nail down what exactly it is you're going for. Are you investing for retirement or are you investing for a summer vacation that you can take in August? I mean, because that, 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 that's where the difference lies. So you, you have to be disciplined and understand how that works. So Joe, any parting, any parting words from you? Um, no, that was pretty much it. Um, if you're looking for opportunities outside of that, check out great stuff. Um, on the slide here, um, we did recommend Shopify back in September for you uh, who are interested in checking out great stuff on a regular basis. And if you bought in on September 4th and we talked about it, you'd be up 95% right now. So it's not it's a bad a return. Easing. Not a bad uh, return at all. 95% return for a free easing. So <laughs> go check us out. For sure. It is uh, banyanhill.com slash great stuff. Uh, he is Joe Hargett. He is the editor of great stuff. We're going to have him on much, much more here on, on the bull and the bear because he's a great resource. Uh, certainly invite you to check out his newsletter as well. Like I said, it's daily. It's uh, it's funny. It's a great take on the markets, provides solid information, uh, even some investment ideas in there as well that are, are sound and, and, uh, and he's got a good track record. So uh, I, 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 Emulate myself from uh, from you, sir, uh, and uh, I appreciate you coming on the Bull and the Bear, and uh, we'll be uh, glad to have you on the next time around. Thank you. That's Joe Hargett. I'm I'm Matt Clark. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money Markets podcast. Tune in on Friday uh, where we will drop another episode. We will have Charles Sizemore and Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell. We've got some great stuff to talk about. No no pun and no, not to take off of the great stuff there. But yeah, we do have some great stuff all you want. <laughs> We do, we do have some uh, some great stuff we're going to talk about on Friday, so definitely uh, tune in for that episode to drop. But uh, for Joe Hargett, I'm Matt Clark. For all the Money Markets team, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We are on all those platforms and then some, so make sure you listen, give us a review, uh, let us know how we're doing, and uh, we take that very seriously. But until then, until Friday, uh, have, uh, have a great rest of the week and safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.